Hello everyone and welcome to the Curious Mind podcast. My name is Gabriel Ellis. I'm a psychotherapist and Buddhist scholar. And in this podcast, I take deep dives into complex psychological topics that affect our well-being in general. One of the most common problems I encounter in my psychotherapeutic work is overthinking. People are plagued with constant thoughts about problems to be solved or to-dos to take care of or questions that cannot be answered or emotional issues that make us overthink with no end. The overthinking makes it especially difficult for people to relax, take time off or to have a sufficiently long uninterrupted sleep. Like a virus, these thoughts intrude the mind and of course it's exhausting that it's just going on with no button to switch off. And because we have to do something about it, people often choose to distract themselves, to keep themselves occupied. They have the radio running in the background or after work, they drink alcohol or smoke pot, exhaust themselves with sport or fall asleep while watching some video or film. And then the next morning, the cycle just begins again. People often know that what they do is not really a solution, but they just don't seem to find a better tool. Some try meditation or mindfulness as a remedy, but there is very little chance that a concrete problem like this can be solved with meditation only. And anyhow, it takes too long to learn, and such a narrow goal as to turn a specific thoughts off prevents the state of meditation which needs an open mind and curiosity and not to be focused on a specific goal. So then what to do? The approach I'd like to describe is to face the thoughts and to take care of them. In the beginning, there are two facts we can start with. First, the unconscious keeps raising the issues, obviously. Second, I dislike that the issues arise without my permission. And I have to start with accepting these two basic facts. Let's start with the second. I dislike that the issue arises without my permission. The thoughts arise too strongly or at any random time or when I actually want to relax or they even interrupt my sleep. So of course I dislike it. But what happens if I dislike the thoughts or how they make me feel or how they appear? Automatically, a part of me wants them gone to make them disappear or at least to ignore them, which of course has so far not solved the issue. It's as if a messenger is knocking persistently on my door or just at the wrong moments. And I have a sense that I don't like the message. So I ignore the knocking and turn the music louder so that I don't hear it. The problem is that whoever sent the message told the messenger to deliver it no matter what, which puts the messenger in a difficult position because they simply have to go on knocking. And maybe now you can already guess who the sender is and who the messenger. Anyhow, 
we have to face the fact that the knocking and the issue won't just disappear, so we have to change our attitude towards it so that there is at least a chance. And so I turn the dislike into curiosity. What is it that insists so much on attention? And I have to be really curious about it. The messenger will only leave if the message is properly delivered. And how are we really curious? We listen, we write down, we inquire in order to make sure that we understood well. Unfortunately, our past habits of distracting ourselves are not switched off either. So, while the messenger is finally delivering the message calmly, we have difficulties to hear them because the music, our distraction, is turned on. Or the TV blasts in the background. Oh, and also I'm doing my yoga exercises at the same time, metaphorically speaking, of course. So the listening, the curious listening, the open mindset, this changing the distraction into curiosity, this is quite a bit of work. It needs time and some repetition to make sure that I really understood what the message is. Now to the question who the sender is and who the messenger. The messenger, of course, is the unconscious. After all, it was the unconscious which was knocking at my mental door the whole time. And who is the sender? Well, that is, of course, me. I decided at some point that a certain topic, a question or issue is so important that I mustn't ignore it. And I told my unconscious you keep this in mind, even if I forget it. And even if I don't want to hear about it, you make sure to remind me to take care of this. Remind me, for example, that my future is at risk. Or that I shouldn't be emotionally dominated by my partnership, even though I love my partner. Or that a lot depends on my next business decision even though I have to try something new. Or that I don't know if I want a child in my current relationship, even though I don't want to lose my partner either. Or that I don't know what to do with my life, even though I want desperately to be happy. And so on. So of course the issues I will face when I start listening will turn out as real dilemmas as yet unsolvable problems. Because otherwise, the unconscious would have taken care of it on autopilot, as it does with easily solvable issues at work, private life, or self-development. What we need is the commitment to get active and our higher cognitive powers for the complexity of the issue. In other words, we need the courage to face the consequences and the dedication to work on it. In the end, it might be, by the way, that I don't agree anymore with the importance of the issue. For example, if in the past I was very insecure and I told my unconscious, make sure that I never forget to make a good impression, 
and as a consequence, I would constantly think about what other people think about me, or if I somehow embarrass myself, or how in future situations I could make the best possible impression. But then, becoming aware that this is a problematic mindset, I raise the whole topic to the conscious level. I understand how and why it was necessary for me in the past to be concerned with people liking me. But I also see that this period of my life is over and that there is no need anymore for such an excessive concern. Seeing that clearly, not as wishful thinking, pretending that I'm secure now and have enough confidence, but only if it's true, I make a new arrangement with my unconscious. I lay out the reasons, I explain why it's not important anymore, and I release the unconscious from the duty to raise the issue or to remind me of it. It's simply not relevant anymore. In most cases, however, according to my experience at least, the concern the unconscious has is still somehow legitimate and necessary. Then I have to take it seriously. And being grateful that my unconscious reminded me of the important task, I dedicate myself to a solution. If, for example, my employment is at risk, and I have been the breadwinner in the family, and believe that it is my sole responsibility to earn the income, then, as a result, I will have sleepless nights. So then I raise it again to the level of the conscious, see the complexity of it, and understand that some of my assumptions were simply wrong. And then I open up to my partner, and share the responsibility for earning, and we start discussing about alternatives. Maybe my partner can earn an income as well. Maybe I can have a conversation with my boss or the HR department, or look for other positions, or investigate what is necessary to open my own business. And I might decide to do several of these things at the same time, in order to convince my unconscious that I'm really taking care of it. I don't have to necessarily put all plans into action, but when necessary, I will know that I have them in place and those plans are ready to be executed. The last example I think shows nicely the principles I mentioned before. I bring up the courage to face difficult questions and situations, work in ways I have not been comfortable yet, consider the consequences of my options, and take responsibility for the options that I choose. The good thing is that I can choose this approach in many situations and with many topics or issues that bother me and are responsible for my overthinking. The really difficult part is in the beginning to really listen to my unconscious and to what this messenger has to say. Sometimes I have been too persistent in ignoring the message in the past so that even if I listen, I still somehow manage to walk away 
or stuff my ears or distract myself. So this new task of listening curiously and with interest has to be done very mindfully and with a good deal of benevolent attention and patience with myself. Once the understanding is done, I still then have to muster the courage and face the difficult issues without shying away. For example, a possible separation or quitting my job or a drastic life change. Only then I honor the agreement I made with myself in the past to be happy, and only then the messenger will have their job done, and the overthinking can finally come to rest again. That's it for today. Thanks everyone for listening. Feel free to leave a comment, and if you enjoyed it, tune in to another episode on this channel. Below you can also find a link to my website, elliscounseling.com, and my Facebook page, Ellis Counseling and Psychotherapy, where you can contact me for online therapy or counseling sessions.